4: This is tonight's edition of The Probe. Is the editor's take on press freedom in Ghana. And uh, we are privileged to have a number of editors lined up tonight um, to join us for the discussion. And um, I have with me the GJA General Secretary, Kofi Abua, joining me via Zoom. We also have Samson Ladia Nyennene, former GJA PAV and SA, um, journalist of the year, and then also Erasa Sassari Donko, an award winning journalist, also will join us. We also have Martha Crenzel Aqua, editor at Doom News. We also have Evan Mensa, senior editor, also head of our political desk at Joy News. Welcome, lady and gentlemen, uh, to the probe. I see Martha. Martha, you're welcome. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, at least on time. We, I think <laughs> we have Mr. Kofi Eboa also. The DJ General Secretary, hello, Ms. Eboa. Do you Mr. Ewa? Okay, you will have to unmute, uh, Mr. Eboa. and then I, I'm told your video is also off. But we can we can manage if you can unmute now so we can hear you. Okay. So whilst we uh, we rectify that and also have Evans Mensa and Also join us. Uh, welcome once again, Martha. And I know that ladies are always on time. So uh, <laughs> once again, you're welcome, Martha. So let's start off. And um, whilst uh, the gentlemen join us and uh, rectify uh, their Zoom and amongst others, Martha, what would you say um, is the current status Of media in Ghana. We'll talk about press freedom shortly, but what will be your own general assessment when it comes to the media that we have as we speak?
5: Thank you very much and it's good to be here. Um, I'm glad we have media because without it, a lot of things will happen and will go unnoticed. We'll not have anyone to hold um, duty bearers accountable, so it's good to have the media, but, but with the advent of social media now, it's becoming quite difficult to control what goes out there and how it goes out there. So for me, the plurality is helping. It's good to have it, but we have a lot more challenges on the media front because of so many issues I'm sure will come up later because you have people who are, I won't call them untrained, but are operating away from the ethics and standards that you accept. And then that is actually clouding those who are doing what they have to do and how they have to do it. So you ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth following the standards and doing what you have to do and how you have to do it? So at some point, it gets a bit frustrating. And then you also have the atmosphere being a bit tense because um, there is so much going on and the duty bearers are looking out for the media to do something. And then others are also waiting for the media to open up so that they can take them on. And I feel, and this one I'm saying it reluctantly, the media is under threat mm. in some aspects of our um, practice. Okay. And so... When well, the which, which,
4: Martha, which aspect in particular, Martha, which aspects in particular is the media under threat, so you'd say? W-
5: when it comes to... Um, Venturing into the quote unquote the dangerous zone, mm. the dangerous zone, like I'm saying, like what okay. the um, influences or the powerful will not want you to see when you want to bring it out, then you become the target. And that is my biggest fear that when the um, watchdog becomes a target, it puts a lot of fear in what we do and how we do it. And so, you ask yourself. Should I continue or put my life on the line? Because you are not sure what will happen next. And you are not sure who to report to. Yes, we have regulatory bodies, but Mm -hmm. are they strong enough to protect you when you are under attack? Are they um, capable of rescuing you when you are being dragged in the mud by the powerful? And you wear all those things. You look back and you look sideways. And it seems so uncertain. And you decide on it at that point. Should I go on or not go on? So that's the threat I see. Okay. And it's actually making people quail. Some of our colleagues quail. Those who are not afraid to take people on are now being a bit careful or extra careful. But I thought we could go all out and then help in building our nation. But at this point, I see some quailing because it is not very safe. Okay. Let me
4: bring in uh, Mr. Ebois. I'm told uh, we have something and Evans also joining us now uh, whilst we wait for them to settle. Mr. Ebois, uh, if you can hear me earlier, I I didn't hear you uh, because uh, you hadn't unmuted. If you can hear me, I would want to find out uh, from you when it comes to the current crop of leadership that we have. At the Ghana Journalist Association, we've heard concerns being raised from how most of you were elected up until how you are fighting the cause for journalists or the media in general in this country. Would you say that people are unfairly attacking this crop of leadership that the GJA has? Really, what would you say is your own you know, track record? How would you rate yourself so far as a current crop of GJA uh, you know, executives, you'd say?
6: Thank you very much, anyway, um, I don't know whether you can hear me now. We can
4: hear you, but a bit low. If you could amplify, but we can't see you, but we can hear you. We can manage.
6: Okay. Anyway, um, but just to go straight to the to the points you raised, um, I, I I I have not heard of. The criticisms you are making reference to, if you may, you may help me with the specifics, then then I can I can address them well. Okay. Uh, be that as it may. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, go on, please.
4: So I was asking, first, maybe your own assessment of the current group of leadership that we have at the Ghana Journalists Association. Then we can go into the criticisms that have come up in terms of how you, you are able to fight the cause for journalists in this country.
6: I think, I think um, um, it will not be fair to mark my own scripts. Um, I think I, I should leave that to... And the, the 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 members of the association and the and general public to do that. Um, be that as it, it may, we have been doing our best to address the concerns of 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 members of the association. Um, this new administration took office um, barely a year ago. It will be one year in in June. And um, at least over the past ten months or so. Um, we have been able to put a number of measures in place we have launched what we call the general journalist support fund which fund essentially is meant to address concerns like um, attacks against journalists and also to take care of um, retirees so this is a big um, welfare initiative we have we have we have undertaking. Besides um, other interventions we have made so far, even less than one month. Mm.
4: So, uh, from where you stand, you'd say that uh, you've been able uh, to steer the course when it comes to uh, fighting for journalists in this country, you'd say, within this one year. You say that you've done creditably, you've performed creditably, you'd
6: say. If I may may add, Mm -hmm. you, you may recall when the issue of ADAN radio
7: mm-hmm.
6: came up. We, we had um, made a number of interventions, including sending a team to ADAN, and I led that team to ADAN, okay. on a mission. Thereafter, we held a press conference to um, um, address the issue. You may also recall when the Oyeripa uh, this is the Kumasi Traditional Council issue came up. We had also sent a team, a mission to Mensha, led mm-hmm. by the president of the GJA. and so um, we 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 have gone beyond the um, past interventions of just issuing press statement to going to the ground to engage with the stakeholders okay. in, in 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 our quest to address the issues
4: okay well something uh, ladi anyanini joins us is a former gja journalist of the year and um, we're privileged to have you also joining us tonight and like i said Evans Mentor is also the head of our political desk editor joining, senior editor joining us as well but something let me uh, come to you on this when it comes to your initial assessment of the media in this country, or the press as we put it, is it truly free?
8: Well, as far as the constitutional freedoms are concerned, as far as the legislative, constitutional and legislative framework under getting the freedoms and independence that the media is supposed to enjoy are concerned, this country has one of the best as far as laws are concerned. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, there is so much that has gone on that is going on that does not allow me to say you know positively that those freedoms are being enjoyed and enabled to be enjoyed in the manner that both the Constitution and the other legislative um, provisions require. And I'm sure, in the course of this discussion, mm-hmm. we may go a bit more detail. I will begin by going straight to say that um, the use of the particular legislations that you have heard, we have all been concerned about um, talking uh, in particular reference to the Electronic Communications Act uh, the Section 76 of that Act and talking also about the Criminal and Offenses Act um, Sections uh, 207 and 208 they are Pronounced use, particularly within this regime, leaves very much to be desired. And uh, clearly, um, the developments starting with the murder of Metswale, um, going forward to the increased numbers of journalists that have been assaulted, particularly by security agencies. And the Media Foundation's um, monitoring will show you the results. That, and of course, confirmed by the University of Ghana uh, Communications Department State of the Ghanaian Media Report 2023 that security agencies are the biggest violators. Of journalists' rights, as far as their safety is concerned, if they are the ones who are supposed to uh, procure and enable our safety, and they are the ones that are rather in the majority in violating the the security and the rights of journalists, then it tells you that there is there is there is there is a lot that has to be done. So um, those will be my preliminary comments. As we go into the details, we'll share a lot more uh, in this regard, and I'll be very forthright about how, um, particularly the commencement of the regime of the NPP, um, beginning with the crackdown on radio uh, authorization licenses, uh, shutting down radio stations. Um, And so on and so forth, and uh, pretending that, you know, uh, yes, they had violated, some of them had violated their uh, obligations in terms of paying, uh, renewing, and paying, setting fees, and so on. The manner and the approach, uh, high handedness that was taken, Mm -hmm. uh, clearly have all contributed to the present situation that we see. And um, whilst the NDC was accused, of uh, dishing out radio frequency licenses or uh, television and radio frequency licenses uh, as if they were um, toughest clearly there has been and there was a clear intention to generate more frequency uh, space so that political persons and politically exposed persons could benefit and all of that has dealt quite a hefty blow on the industry as we speak and that will be my last point as Mm -hmm. uh, I end my first preliminary comment as we speak um, as far as setting fees that have to be paid by those who are operating uh, electronically uh, television and so on
2: waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season LifeLock can help
8: they reveal to you what is going on you'll be shocked it's nothing but something that is set to cripple the industry a lot more
4: okay well we've had the gja for instance since you're talking about these laws um, and we know that in 2001 we repealed this uh, criminal libel and sedition laws but we've had the gja at least two press conferences talk about the fact that there's a fear that these laws may be smuggled through the back door bringing it back through the communications act that you've talked about and in the criminal code do you get that sense as well that this is what is actually happen, happening
8: it's it's happening it is not something i get a sense about it's okay. the reality
7: okay um,
8: and you know you can immediately mention recent situations that have happened mm. the Radio dance uh, Noah uh, Nadame mm-hmm. you know, yeah, Mensa um, Thompson is not a journalist. Okay. But of course, these uh, laws were used against him, uh, Bobia and Sam, mm-hmm. And I would begin by saying that a, a, a good number, a good number of the some of the journalists, not a good number, some of the of the journalists or media. Um, Persons who have been dealt with by some of these uh, criminal uh, provisions uh, do a certain practice of of media that I do not entirely subscribe to.
7: Okay,
8: a, the, a, a few of them are engaged in the height of the excesses. However, for take Boubier and Sa, for example he did his publication or radio work about the First Lady and that the First Lady uh, was involved in some land-grabbing situation uh, somewhere. The First Lady Mm -hmm. is not, not, so to speak, an employee of the state to start with. Um, And even if she were, she is, like every individual, entitled to take civil suits against those who will do things that defame her. Okay. It was clearly something that you haven't heard the government or the presidency categorically speak about and denounce. So it means that they are in support of it. Mm-hmm. You don't use criminal law to arrest the journalists and suggest that he's creating fear and panic or that he's involved in publication of false mm-hmm. news when the individual that he, his publication is about has every right to accept their right in the, in the, in the, in the law court. Mm-hmm. Same thing uh, re- regards to Mr. Thompson. Of course, he's not a journalist. Then you talk about Radio Adas, Noah Adame. Okay. The same thing. Macdam um, and his company are completely private individuals. The state has no business going into their rescue, going to their rescue by seeking to help them, arresting a journalist and a court denying them bail and treating them as if the journalist, as if he's a flight risk. Mm. These are the the things that have happened that appear to cower, you know, some journalists. And they are worried Mm. To the extent that, you know, uh, those who supervise the realm, from the presidency to the Ministry of uh, Information more particularly, that you don't hear them making the needed commentary and pronouncement, denouncing some of these things. It tells you that they are tacitly in support of them, and this is completely wrong.
4: Well, but we've had we've had the information ministry in this latest uh, incident uh, in uh, the northern region, for instance, at least, uh, condemning. But I'll come back to you, uh, something on this. Let me bring in Erastus Asaridonko also on this. Uh, Erastus, well, from where you stand, at least, uh, you've done some extensive work when it comes to this. We're talking about press freedom, media freedom in general. Do you get a sense that Ghanaian journalists are facing a crackdown on free speech? Or is it the case that... As journalists, you are being irresponsible and failing to take the blame for it.
9: Well, for a moment, you might say that uh, the press is free to do whatever they want to do in, in Ghana. Not until you start doing something that uh, does not go directly in favor of authorities or government in court and uh, as glaring as uh, what recently I did on uh, illegal mining. And then you start getting the feedback that people really don't like you, and they don't like what you do. And it makes you feel that uh, you are not too free to do what you want to do. Even the acknowledgement in itself uh, by the authorities that be of certain works you have done which exposes the truth. With borders on
7: national security, borders on our very existence, mm. and you expect
9: that uh, government will put such a serious note to it, and then you get a sense that nobody wants to even see what you have done. They don't want to even acknowledge it. They don't want to... And um, you, you get a push out. Some of uh, people call you through certain people, and they tell you that they are not happy uh, with what you have done, though it is the truth, they mm-hmm. are not happy and uh, they are not happy with you. Okay. Then y- y- you begin to question whether you are indeed free and whether you are safe uh, with what you're doing.
4: Hmm. Well, Evans, um, my colleague, Evans Mensa is also uh, with us. Well, Evans, um, looking at uh, what your other colleagues have been saying, I would first want to take your thoughts at least. I see that you cut across doing all the newsroom work and on radio as well. We'll come to online abuse of journalists, for instance. We are talking press freedom in general. What will be your assessment of what we have when it comes to, when it comes to press freedom, knowing that our rankings are falling amongst others? Where you sit? What would be your own assessment of where we are?
1: I think the last few years has been challenging, which, which is what the index has picked up on. The index that was alive. This is the same index that a few years ago placed us as number one on the continent. And I remember that particular year, Ghana was chosen to host the World Press Freedom Day, which mm-hmm. was a... a a validation of the work that is and the media generally to work. So if down the line we've seen this consistent decline, um, it, it just goes to show that something definitely has gone wrong mm. over the period. And, and and the evidence for me is there for everybody to see, we've seen this, this use of this false publication law, which I think is a very troubling one, uh, very often, a law that I honestly didn't know it existed until very recently, but has been used quite aggressively. That, for me, is is subject to abuse. Having some of the instances potentially have been abused as well. Then we've seen um, physical assault on journalists, <coughs> which we haven't seen closure to. Um, the Latif case is an example, so rumbling on. <coughs> and then for me, uh, the big one, it is this self-censorship that all of us have begun now to, to endure or to place on ourselves because of the fear of the unseen hand sometimes.
7: Or the overly beginning to
1: to pilot is unnecessary.
4: We keep, it, it looks like we have a, a bad connection to you, Evans, if you could reposition yourself. Can you hear me?
1: so colleagues okay. are beginning to self-censor as a result of that. Yes, I can.
4: Okay. You, you can complete can you that. hear me? We, we lost you briefly, but you're back on.
1: Okay, you, I don't know if you can. You're on, on
4: self-censorship. Yes, we can hear you now.
1: Yes. So, okay. so for me, that, that was that's that for me the, the biggest tragedy of all, when journalists in doing their work now beginning to self-censor. Oh
4: dear. Okay, that does appear uh, that uh, we have a a bad connection to you, Evans, Uh, but we'll we'll come back again. Let me uh, take uh, the views of um, Martha uh, on this as well. Um, She's been giving me a general overview in terms of uh, what uh, the media status is, but looking at this University of Ghana uh, report, the state of the media report that came, we are women, the online abuse. Of, of journalists um, came up strongly. We'll talk about poor remuneration and the other issues that came. Um, something has touched on the security agencies and uh, being the ones that are perpetrating these violence on journalists. But as women, as an editor, and I'm sure you have women under you working amongst others. Let's talk about online abuse of journalists in general and looking at the huge ratio. And uh, when we talk about women enduring this kind of um, you know uh, abuse when it comes to uh, the the life of your work. What would you say about it?
5: Thank you, Emetpa. You know, in this, um, in the line of our work, when it's a woman and the story is even valid, people start with the fact that you're a woman and so you may not merit that, um, shall I say, support that a man should get. And so after all the difficulties that you may have gone through in getting the report, because first you're a woman, you still have to come and justify why your story is a good story to the rest of the public. So when it happens that way, you are now going to double-check, triple-check, do everything. You come out, and nobody seems to want to give you that validation that You can do it right just because you're a woman. Mm -hmm. Now, this online attacks happen very often now. So your story is right, but people will start attacking you from online, who you are, start bringing issues in, other things that are away from the story Mm -hmm. or some background somewhere that is not even linked to the story. And when they start doing that, you look at yourself. If you you don't have a strong bone to be Mm -hmm. able to stand it, you will, in fact, you collapse. And then you withdraw the story. And that in itself does not augur well for us. Because if a woman is able to go through the process and get the story, I don't think it is right for the woman to be questioned again more than a man would be questioned. Or a woman should be abused just because she is a woman. Mm -hmm. And when these things happen, it makes us feel we don't belong here. Mm. Not because we are not capable, not because we don't know what we are about, not because we got something wrong, but because someone thinks you're a woman, and so you don't deserve the space. Now, recent, something happened on uh network, Adum, and it really hit mm. that a woman did a story and she slipped. It's not even a slip. Like this video trending now, the BBC um, anchors um, Video, yeah. So she didn't know she was on air, so she didn't hear the countdown, and she did something similar, or she spoke to someone in the control room, and someone cut the video, put it on TikTok, and it went viral. And because of that, she has self-confidence to even go on air again. It's not there, mm. she, she she has given up, yeah, just because. It's a woman, and she messed up. Because there are other men, they do that, and I don't see that trending. I don't see someone picking it and then making it go viral so that others can pick on them just because they are women. And because mm-hmm. of that, in fact, she was asked to step aside for a while because it was troubling Okay. for her to go on. And she wasn't sure, she wasn't comfortable. And then subsequently somebody will say, you let me relax and see what will happen. Mm. The video may have died down, but will she be able to regain her confidence to be able to go back on air? We are doing what we have to do. And so we like that space, that respect, that um, honor due our colleague men given to us so that we can also do it. It's not every woman who gets to that point and went through some channels Quote unquote, to get there. Okay. They are those who have worked, like you, like me, like the others. They proved themselves, and they got there. And so if there is freedom for all of us to practice as journalists, as press men, as press women, we deserve it, and we have to get it.
4: Okay. Someone like Erastus, um, you've also had your fair share when it comes to these attacks. Uh, in some cases, uh, we've had um, verbally. I don't know what has become of that particular case uh, with uh, Kennedy, amongst others, and uh, the, the fiscal assault, amongst others. Let's hear your thoughts when it comes to the abuse of journalists in your line of work, uh, for instance, and how most of the time it goes unpunished.
9: Well, mfa um,
3: um I can Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March thirty first to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax.
0: Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.
9: Tell you about, it started with the, by suppose, of military men as uh, protecting a minor in the Odaho Forest. If I tell you about the harrowing story of how my driver was punched in the face three times. Hmm by the uh, military men in, in the forest, we were kept for five hours and we were told we cannot move. And so I would say that we were detained unlawfully, le- led by the owner of the site, uh, Donald himself, and military men, over 30 of them fully armed, Our phones were taken, they were cleared of. Even in all my childhood, uh, my uh, small boy's pictures on my phone were cleared.
7: Hmm.
9: All footages on my uh, camera were cleared. And we we were not allowed to move anywhere. We stayed, my driver and the uh, drone guy had to stay in the vehicle for five hours. And afterwards, we got was that uh, we had military intelligence people coming to me, taking my statement and all that, and nothing. Recently, when I did the documentary, and I featured part of it in the documentary, I had the defense minister uh, being very angry and calling me on phone and staying on phone for a long time, asking me why I'm including something that has happened before in a current documentary. And when I asked him what has happened to the investigation, he, he can't tell me anything. Okay. And fast forward. What I had to go through when um, uh, the chairman of defense and interior security, Kennedy, Japan, sat on TV Mm -hmm. and asked people to beat me up. (laughs) Do you know how it feels like walking around and knowing that anybody at all can uh, attack you at any time and you don't know who is coming? And my family had to uh, stay in a safe house for a whole month. And afterwards, I had to watch my back. Even now, and the the kind of people who were calling and saying, "Watch your back, watch your back," and I kept, I kept asking myself, "From who?" And, and so, if you're not strong, and at the point in time, I had to put up a strong face and say, uh, "Well, damn every consequences, I'll come out." And but the, but these were matters
4: that, went, that were reported to security agencies. Are we saying that? months down the line, nothing has happened? Well, nothing has happened. I can tell you that, because
9: I was invited by the National CID, Mm -hmm. and uh, they did virtually nothing. They took um, statements, they 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 asked me some few questions, they asked me to come back, I went back with my lawyer, uh, something like that. Nothing happened. Uh, Until date, nothing. Mm. And when it happens like that, and when I watch my colleague um, uh, uh, who was beaten by the police, Latif. Latif, yeah, and right now he has a permanent problem, and nothing has happened to such a case. Not even identifying those who did that to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, then you you get so afraid to the extent that if you're not careful, you wouldn't embark on any uh, uh, daredevil venture anymore, exposing anything at all, like even doing stories about the environment, because somebody will not like it, yeah, and you wouldn't like what will happen to you at all.
4: Mm. Well, something, when the journalist says something uh, that is not unpalatable to certain people, at least the Criminal Code and the Electronic Communications Act, amongst others, are activated uh, to hound, so to speak, critical journalists, you've heard the abuse, at least most of these cases you have led, abuse of journalists, the ones online, the ones physical, amongst others. Who then is actually protecting the journalists? When cases like these happen and nothing is done about it?
8: Um, so I, Some of these things, I will be frank with you that it's a bit difficult to talk about them and to talk about them in sufficient detail yeah. uh, because of reasons. the dependency of some of them. But the example Erastus gives you, the police wrote and invited Erastus to attend. So I accompanied him there. We gave Erastus a statement. They wrote to invite him. And since then, have done absolutely nothing. Zero. Hmm. At least they have not communicated back to Erastus myself as his lawyer and you know the problem is that they feel that the person who threatened him the person who said he he wishes he, he could lay hands on him and beat him up is above the law. If this is how the police will behave, then what can you expect? Particularly for a person who threatened a journalist, exposed a journalist, and the journalist was killed eventually. So I understand preparing arrestors for the police station. You could you could tell that yes, he's a brave man, but you know. You can only be brave to a certain point. When people that are threatening you have a history and the police pretends to deal with this matter and has done nothing, nothing so far. That's why I started by saying the developments appear to engender an environment that it's difficult for me to say there is any positive to talk about as far as those who supervise the realm are concerned. If a journalist will say something about um, someone and you'll be so quick to pick them up and put them before a court on criminal charges and then someone else says something about a journalist Even where a report, a complaint is made to you, you refuse to act. How else am I supposed to interpret that? Look, before um, Latif's situation, I am privy to so many of these circumstances where at a point my office became the default for the GJA to call on to go to the rescue of some of these journalists. Yeah. Uh, the modern journalists, uh, modern, um, what's the name again? The modern Ooh. Ghana, mm-hmm. Ghana journalists, for example, we were told all sorts of stories, denied left, right, and center, that they were never brutalized in the manner that some of them have suggested or brutalized at all, that they didn't put politic bags you know wrap their faces with polythene bags and push them into vehicles and drive them to national security and yeah. kept them beyond the period when they were supposed to be kept yet when we went to court on a civil matter in this matter the the state does not show interest in 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 favor of the journalists. yeah in fact the initial thing that was initiated was to prosecute the journalist. And it was such a bad attempt that the very first day we entered the courtroom, we went before a judge that is so alert hmm. to how bad some of these things can be. And she looked at the, the thing and told them to their face. They didn't have a case.
7: Okay. So immediately
8: they had to withdraw. But it was a striking out. Of the case by the judge. Now, look at this. They sit down, settle the case, and promise to pay the journalist compensation, uh, uh, giving back his uh, tools that were taken from him, his his phones and mobile phones, and all of that. Okay. But when we were in the, when the matter came up in the public, you remember the spirited defence. You know, all the justification. These things, they go on. And what what do people in authority say? Caleb Kuda's case is an example. Mm -hmm. The media had to come together to fight that if nothing was done about it, they would continue to, you know, hammer that issue. Then the, the National Security Ministry quickly did something... By coming out to say the soldier who was involved had been, you know, shipped to another place mm-hmm. and so on and so Has forth. It didn't take long. We realized that that soldier was, was going started. to enjoy even some goodies in a certain rank in in, 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 in the military. Yeah. So you don't see enough in respect of sanctions and actions. Mm-hmm. And that is what is leaving the terrain in such you know a way that that does not help and so i'm not surprised at all at the rankings
4: okay well, um, you've heard my colleagues um, talk about the situation as it pertains to them, and we've seen report after report talk about security agencies being biggest violators of journalists and abuse of these journalists amongst others. I've heard um, the president of the GJA talk about um, you know, resisting any attempt to bring back the criminal libel and sedition laws through the back door amongst others. Beyond these public statements that we've heard from the GJA, though, are there any background work or some specific actions that we'll be taking such that everybody knows that the GJ is actually doing something when it comes to these situations? Mr. Everett, are you there? Okay, that, it doesn't look like we have uh, Mr. Ebwak still with us. But Evans, um, we've been talking about, you know. Uh, Examples and uh, you know, typical cases of abuse of journalists. Maybe we can wrap up with you on that. I'm sure you have a take on this particular issue. I don't know if you have your fair share also of especially online abuses and the cases that are lingering. You've been touching on Latif's situation, something has been delving deeper into that. When it comes to abuse of journalists, who really is protecting the journalists?
1: Right now, it appears. The journalist is on his own. Um, the, the police administration themselves have proven to be perpetrators themselves. They are supposed to be the first line of defense, but they themselves are, are perpetrators of, the, of abuse of journalists. And as we've seen in Latif's case, they've shown that they don't have an interest in, in protecting the journalists. So that, for me, is the a, is a first most important thing. So we are on our own um as far as online abuse is concerned that is another part of this that is' it's growing every day it has been for a while and I had we all have had options we had to file a police report documenting I mean I, I did file a police report documenting the several not abuse death threats mm-hmm. that I received. Because I was doing my job um, after the after the 2020, people would, you know, send me messages online, telling me that they know where I live. You know, to eliminate myself, my, my entire family. So we sent a police report out with with the evidence. It's on nothing has come of that. I believe it's become a cold case. I doubt if the police have been made any any particular, because I wasn't called after that. That report was filed. I mean, so so clearly, um, we are on our own, and the only way, and before we get a GJ, and the only way we can we can win this ourselves is to use the enormous, tremendous power that we have as journalists and and media houses. We tell everybody else's story. We wage war and, and do campaigns for others for other causes, but we never once have waged war and campaigned for us.
4: Hmm. Did I lose you ever? And
1: Perfect. I think that it's time for us to do that. It's time for us doing this, the, a campaign that ran a few a few weeks.
7: Hmm.
1: We talk about solid. Mm-hmm. Solid is solidarity. This is a time to show that solidarity and come together and fight this war on our own behalf.
4: How do we then wage this war? At
5: least as journalists, how are you hoping to do this? Whether she's a pet mom, a plant mom, or the mom who raised you, celebrate Mother's Day this year with the gift she'll use all the time. Get up to $400 off Peloton Tread, Row, Guide, or Bike Packages, and choose from accessories like our heart rate band, row mat, cycling shoes, and more. This is the perfect gift for mom to explore what gets her moving. Whether she has 5 or 20 minutes, she can choose from classes like Techno Rides, Country Walks or an 80s Row. All access membership and guide membership separate. Offer ends May 14, 2023. Excludes Peloton Tread, Row Bike and Bike Plus Basics, and Peloton Guide Standalone. See additional terms at onepeloton.com.
2: A toast. To our new college grad, who fills us with so much joy. Almost as much as when we're in our RV. Oh, the world is your oyster, kiddo. And ours, too. Now that we're covered with Progressive, Dad and I can hop in our RV anytime we want. Might even splurge on a retractable awning. Oh, look out. <laughs> Sorry, what was I talking about?
0: Protect your loved one with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
4: When the talk about ownership of media houses have come up, um, you know, uh, from this uh, latest UG report, for instance, we know the media ownership in this country, and how are you going to wage this kind of war on the platforms owned by uh, persons who, in, in, it will be, it will not be in their interest if you wage such wars?
1: Actually,
7: Sorry. the mm-hmm.
1: latest prep, they said that a fair oh
4: dear
1: of media in Ghana is owned by politicians a small number of media houses in Ghana are still owned by private individuals who have no political affiliations okay my argument is media houses such as independent media houses who are striving to do Real journalism, they have no political info. When it says they should definitely start using, uh, come together first of all, right? And, and do a coordinated campaign okay. against media journalists. And I think that's the only way. The only tool we have is our platforms, mm-hmm. our online platforms, our radio platforms, our social media platforms and our television platforms. Okay. If all these media houses that are not owned by political uh, affiliates and politicians come together and decide to speak with one voice and run a campaign and take a position that say whoever source a journalist, your party or your that individual and everything associated with you will be boycotted, um, uh, for infinity. I think people begin to listen. So imagine, if somebody within the NPP, uh, there is a, a need
4: we're really interested in what Lawrence is saying. But it I, I believe
1: we begin it? to see change. And that is where, and that's 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 where it starts.
4: Okay. Well, Mamatha, wh- why is it the case that you journalists have difficulty in you know sharing your own stories and talking mm-hmm. about yourselves and fighting your cause where's what, what, what the difficulty? You talk about everybody except yourself.
5: Thank you very much, Gemma. I think that what Evans just said can be done. Mm. I think there are times we come together and we fight for causes that are not our course And so when he's calling for us to come together and do this, we can. I know the fear and the um, Reservations we have are about other media houses that are owned by politicians. Mm -hmm. But we know also that sometimes it is not because we don't work for a politician. Sometimes it affects all of us together. So recently I've had this, and let me chip this in, maybe it explains it better for me, that we've had this cause to complain about the police being silent, not talking to us. Um, only removing statements when they want to. It's like controlling the narrative. So they tell you what to talk about. And sometimes you need answers to some key questions, even in their press Mm statements, and you will not get it. And so we want to do something to draw the attention that this is not how you can run the media. You cannot do this to us. You cannot tell us what to talk about, how to talk about it, and when to talk about it. So can we come together and black the um, the police out for some time, and let's see if they can be the police without us. And you have others telling you, oh, no, I tried. Me, I got some response behind the scenes, so I'm okay with that one. I think we have a divided front. Okay. And it comes from, um, if uh, Mr. Kofi-Aguai is still on, from the body that is supposed to bring us together. I don't see that... Um, zeal to want to fight this cause. Now, if you look at multimedia alone,
7: mm-hmm.
5: we can fight this. You okay. We can do this. If you bring on board the other independent broadcasters who are not being funded by politicians, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the fear is that when you start, no one will join. You okay. Then it will be a long ranger's we'll fight. And then you may lose it. Then... Every other person will come at you and say, what did you gain from me? Mm-hmm. But we will also not get anywhere if we don't start it. Okay. Sometimes others are waiting to see who will start.
7: Yeah. Then they
5: will come on board. Because, and in fact, this happens to all of us. It's not just a multimedia journalist who has been assaulted. It is not just um, Erastos who tried to do something in Ghana. As he was speaking, I was thinking about it. And I asked myself, Erastus, what has your family told you about what you are doing?
3: Yeah.
5: Have they started telling you to stop? And so, if it looks like it is Erastus' fight and not multimedia or journalists in Ghana's fight, then we have a problem. Yeah. Because we go on this tangent when, um, let's say, pensioners are fighting for their uh, um, bond, <laughs> we are there, <laughs> their uh, money, and their Increment and whoever, and we go in there and fight for them, yeah. And we get rewards for them. Mm. What about it, 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 brings me, it brings me
4: to the issue of our remuneration as well. Remuneration uh, it was one of the key issues also totally. that came up, and, and unfortunately, uh, we have to be wrapping up this one. But, Mirastas, uh, is this a fight that you, what Evans has been saying, this war that we have to wage? We waged it against Galamse. From what we are winning, um, is it difficult? Is it a, a war that we can, we can wage as well, you would say, briefly?
9: Why not? We can. And it's just the same concern that Mahata and uh, Evans have been raising. We are not unified, mm-hmm. unified uh, towards a common purpose. Okay. That is the catchphrase. If we are able to do that, we will be the strongest ever a uh, force in Ghana to even do uh, advocacy or even mm-hmm. for our development. Okay. But we, unfortunately when you start something, it becomes your own thing. And people, your colleagues see you as that. Mm-hmm. When you have a problem, it's your problem. It's not our problem. If we stop the movement, and we come together as one force.
4: Mm-hmm. Why not?
9: We can move mountains.
4: Okay. Thankfully, we have a former DJ, um, you know, Journalists of the Year with us. Samson, I'll give you the final word on this. Concerns about journalists not being able to speak for themselves and then also issues about remuneration amongst other. Maybe you can box all together and give us a final take on this.
7: Samson, can, can you hear me? me? Mm-hmm.
4: Yes, we can hear you now.
8: Okay, right, Sam. So... I believe that uh, my colleagues have uh, stated it rightly. You don't have to wait for anybody. You can start in your own small way. Once it is the right course you are taking, you will get the needed support and you will gather the needed gravitas to grab the attention that you require. Um, I have just recently been doing a series on you know, uh, police and military, and how they abuse the gun and the uniform against ordinary citizens when they are supposed to do otherwise. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's someone, even a military officer, who has been put in the guard room yes. for about six months now, and without a charge, and uh, the laws have been breached uh, against him. I got the, the, uh, the military high command Called mm-hmm. me. We sat down. I pointed out what was wrong. They told me their side of the story, made the needed admissions about a They made the needed admissions okay. and made certain assurances what they can do.
7: Mm-hmm. Once we
8: come together, we will make an impact. Okay. And I like what Mata was saying about the police. They must be accountable to the people. So they cannot say they issue a statement and and they will not explain anything. Mm -hmm. And even that statement, it is their their whim. What it is that they will issue a statement about. It's not good enough. We can come together. It can take just one media, two, three, four media houses coming together collectively under the GJA, if it will, if it will not. You can do it on your own and say we will black you out. Mm. It will work. And we need to do these things. Media owners, uh, as far as salaries, uh, (laughs) remuneration, and so on are concerned. Of course, a lot has to be done. And I believe that everybody is taking the um, state of the Ghanaian media report by the University of Ghana very seriously. If you're a media owner, you don't have a copy on your desk and you are not reading it, I don't take you serious.
4: Okay. Samson, thank you so much uh, for joining us. That's Samson Ladia Yenine, a uh, former GJA Generalist of the Year. We also had Kofi Oboa, unfortunately couldn't stay with us. He's a GJA General Secretary. We also had Martha Krenzel, upper editor at Doom News. We also had Evan Simensa, head of our political desk and an editor as well. Uh, many thanks uh, for your company. And I also had Erasmus Asari Donko. For our radio audience, we have A Walk of Jesus. Prime Take is up next for our TV audience. I am MFA, upper another edition of the probe comes your way same time have a good evening